on today's Locked On Texan podcast preseason preview, but with Big Sarge. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Locked On Texan listeners and viewers, to a Thursday episode of the what? The Locked On Texan podcast, your team every day. I am John, some sports guy Hickman, one of your Texan football analysts. Joining the show is always Cody M. Mamba Davis, yes, sir. Sports Illustrated's own and your credentialed media member covering your Houston Texans, who has been out on the ground daily during training camp, bringing you the information from his four eyes to your ears and eyes. But, of course, y'all know who it is. Look at that smile. <laughs> Big Sarge of Big Sarge Media, of course, writer of the Texan Wire USA Today. Thank you for joining the show. Super excited to have you on because our eight eyes may not be enough between us two. It's always important to get maybe a different perspective or just bring people where nobody else is, you know, talking about, thinking of. And so welcome to the Locked on Texas podcast once again. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Thank you for having me. Let me say this. You know what? <clears throat> you know, I've seen you all together on multiple occasions, right? And I was waiting until this weekend, because if y'all didn't have me on the show before this weekend... Before the weekend, before this weekend came up, y'all didn't have me on the show. One of y'all was getting choked. Because <laughs> it's been entirely too long. I don't advocate for violence, but I will get violent. It's been entirely too long since I've been on this show. But, John, I will say this. Thank you for having me on. Cody, thank you for having me on. At least you got it done before the end of the summer, so it still feels like a cookout, right? <laughs> I don't know about a cookout because cookout is just a little bit too hot these days. No, well, no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, we while we out there in Texas. Like- <laughs> I know, yeah. right? And uh, speaking of being out there in the heat at Texans practice, um, Sarge, let's jump right into it. Of course, of course, the big storyline for the Houston Texans right now has been um, watching the growth and the, and the development of C.J. Stroud. So let's start it off with there. What have you been seen over the first 11 days of training camp with CJ and along those same lines has Davis Mills improved in your eyes well I will say this what, what I've seen from rookie quarterback CJ Stroud is he is a young man that is very talented and he's a very quick learner he mm-hmm. very rarely makes the same mistake twice and that's the type of person you want leading your offense one that can uh, read and recognize that he's made a mistake. Uh, I, I think you remember Cody when uh, office coordinator Bobby Sloak says that before they even start watching film, he already has a mental, you know, a, a mental note on the mistakes that he made. So watching it on film just verifies what he what he already knows. And so I like that. I like that he is one of those guys who doesn't make the same mistake twice. I will say this: he's gotten better. Um, He's gotten better since he's had consistent reps mm-hmm. with the first team. I like that. I like the fact that he's gotten the, those reps and it's starting to, you can tell his comfortability level is starting to get, get better and better. And what it also did, Cody, was it helped cut down on those turnovers. Once he started getting that consistency with that unit and started uh, recognizing 
what the, the 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 defense was going to do and what his where his receivers were going to be and what the play was and now he's developing that camaraderie those turnovers start to cut down and i also like that he has had better pass better passes because the one thing that uh that i wrote about the other day was cj still had that college field of depth so when he dropped back he wasn't realizing that the NFL field of depth is a little bit different, meaning that the linebackers drop a little bit more, the cornerbacks drop a little bit more. And so when we seen, you know, turnovers with Steven Nelson baiting him into him not realizing that Steven Nelson had dropped so far back, all he seen was a wide receiver coming across when Steven Nelson was sitting in the zone or when Denzel Perryman, when nobody was in his zone, linebacker Denzel Perryman and people in the, you know, they just kept dropping back and dropping back. Mm -hmm. So what I've seen the improvement on after that is somebody is teaching him, Hey, this field of depth that you're looking at is different than what you've seen in college. And so I really, really like that about that young man. Now, you know, some, some negatives though, Cody, some negatives is his passes aren't coming out. Like, and this is going to sound, I know your, your, your listeners and viewers are going to kill me on this and because they think it's minuscule, but it could play a part later on in the preseason and the season if he doesn't get it together. His passes aren't coming out crisp. Mm -hmm. They're not tight spirals. It's a lot of wobbly passes, but because he has the arm strength, it's wobbly to the point where it, it can still get to the receiver. He can still hit the receiver in the route but the passes aren't coming out a tight like Davis Mills or like Case Keenum. Their passes are coming out, coming out tight. And so if he can improve on that and, and improve on some of his mechanics, I think that, the, you know, the sky's the limit for this young man. He's making better passes, better decisions. And like I said earlier, that's going back to him being able to play with the first team getting those first team reps real quickly. Davis Mills. He's Davis Mills has been inconsistent, Cody, again. He's been very inconsistent. And I as much as I want to give this young man a pass about the, you know, all the coaching changes he's been through, all the offensive systems he's had to learn, he's he's not making basic football plays. Basic football plays. He's not hitting the wide receivers in stride, you know. Inconsistently, yes, he'll get one, and then next thing you know, it's two overthrows, it's one at the feet, it's one behind, then it's an interception. What I will say and what I will notice is, and I've said this on numerous occasions, about Davis Mills is in Davis Mills' head. He plays a lot better when he's with the second unit because there's no pressure. You said that going back to last season. Yes. When he's with that second unit and there's no pressure, he plays phenomenally. It's like, damn. Davis Mills is really good. But when he is with that first unit, it just seems like it's just so much pressure. And he gets to overthinking. He gets to trying to make the perfect pass. And then next thing you know, it's a mistake. So, you know, there's been some up and downs with him. And, Cody, I know you consider him the GOAT, so I won't go in too much more on him. But, you know, that's what I've seen from both quarterbacks in training camp. I do want to point out that, the last time I was out there last Saturday, um, me and Sarge, and thank you for you letting me use your binoculars because I said it on the show, but me and Sarge kind of 
at the same time was able to look at Kenyon Green and point out some of the good and bad in his game. Um, so I do want to ask you about Kenya Green from your point of view, but I also want to take a more of a wide perspective and what's something that's been going on at training camp that nobody else has maybe talked about or talked about as much as we should have. So first of all, John, let me say this. I want to take just a couple of seconds to give you your flowers. I talk to Cody all the time. So, you know, he gets his flowers all the time, but, but it's not on the show. So nobody really knows when my flowers coming, just like that championship ring should be mine. Cause I extended the invitation. So I'm just, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Because then you're going, Oh, you only child. Hey, once we get off here, I want you to go listen to she's out of my mind. <laughs> He's out of my life. Hug up with, uh, well, whatever it is. But, John, I want to give you your props, man, because I like when you're out there because you give me uh, – I, I like being able to talk offensive line and defensive line with you because you're a subject matter expert on that and being able to stand there and chop it up with you and me saying, well, damn, I see the same thing John sees. So, you know, maybe I'm getting a lot, lot better at evaluating this offensive line. But one of the things that I've seen out there – that maybe people are talking about but aren't really, really talking about. I don't think that Jalen Petrie is getting – how can I say this? He's getting his flowers, but he deserve a flower truck. He deserve a flower Ooh. bed. He deserve a field of flowers. The things that this young man is doing, the other day we was out there, and I promise you, they're getting ready to run the play. The offense is getting ready to run the play. They're playing. All you hear is his voice, his voice telling people where to go. All right, here we go. Watch, 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 watch this, right? Second year player, second year. And Saturday he was playing down the line of scrimmage, wasn't he? A lot more with Jimmy Ward, high safety. He will come in that box. He doesn't yeah. mind coming in that box, but he's, he's talking a lot, a whole lot. And I like that. And he's talking a lot. Prior to the play, calling out plays, and then after the play, he's talking a lot of trash. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, yeah. With that being said, that lets me know, watching him and listening to him, I'm seeing that this young man put in a lot of work in the offseason to get better, to see things. He knows that he's the last line of defense, and so he needs to make sure that everybody in front of him is doing what they're supposed to do. And one more person. People don't give Jacob Martin, the defensive end for the Houston Texans, edge rusher for the Houston Texans, people don't give him enough credit for doing what he does. I hate that we live in a in a sports society that thinks that, oh, man, if the defensive end ain't getting sacks, then he ain't doing nothing. There is much, much more mm -hmm. to being a defensive end and an edge rusher than most people understand. This young man, I promise you, it's almost like, Every time he's on the field, he knows the snap count because as soon as the ball is hyped, he is off the line, getting in the back, and he may not get to the quarterback. He may not be able to make the sack, but what he's doing is causing confusion like a little Tasmanian devil on the side of the quarterback. Where, you know, when he's rushing, he's, he's causing this confusion. So out of the peripherals, the quarterback has to be like, well, is he going to get to me? Okay, well, he, he, he close, but he's not close. Okay, and all the while, if he don't beat you with the first move, then he's going to do another move. He can't get it with that move. He's going to do another move. And so I love what Jacob Martin is bringing, especially when he's on the field going up against the first team and giving C.J. Stroud a different look. 
August is here. You know what that means. The official start of what? Fantasy football drafting month. Come on. Y'all know y'all ready. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underdog fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back, even bigger and better, with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so do not wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo with promo code Locked On. Welcome back in, Locked On Texan listeners and viewers. Big Sarge of Big Sarge Media is joining the show here to talk Houston Texan football. Didn't get an opportunity to dive into Kenya Green, but if we could circle back to that, what are some of the things that you're seeing from that young man who was going into his sophomore year? I'm seeing a young man who's going through some struggles as far as getting himself back acclimated to playing NFL football. He had surgery in the offseason and not being able to participate in OTAs and not being able to fully work out and get himself um, ready for training camp. It kind of hindered him in the beginning, and so he's – He's having those those up and down type of days, up and down type reps. You know, you'll look at him and he may be he may get beat two times, and then you come back the next two times, he is you know totally obliterating who's ever in front of him. I think on Saturday, we watched Malik Collins, you know, kind of give him the give him the business if I can say that you know for lack of a better term gave him that work is what I like to say but when I talked to Malik Collins afterwards Malik said no he's going to be good he says just needs to get his feet up under him and he needs to you know he's he's rounding himself into shape I also seen on Saturday him you know get a hold of Hassan Ridgeway throw him out the way get to that second level and get to Denzel Perryman and say come here I got you and so you know, watching that and then watching the last couple of days, he's been, once again, winning battles, losing battles. And I think that going forward, the one thing that's helping him is not only having Laramie Tunsil, but, and this is going to sound, I hope this doesn't sound bad, so let me hand over my heart first. The loss of Scott Questenberry is actually a blessing in disguise for the Houston Texans. Because I feel like Juice Scruggs is going to be – Laramie Tunsil called him a dog the other day. You know, Laramie Tunsil don't give everybody the title of dog, you know. And so no, – he did last year. It didn't work out too soon. Too well, he well. gave Damian Pearson. Yeah, and Pep Hamilton. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> – we'll have to have that conversation off the mic. But uh, watching Juice Scruggs, watching him getting acclimated and having a center that I think that actually – knows the position that's no knock at scott but i don't think that scott is as good at that position as what i think that juice scruggs can be and so that's going to help Kenyon out a lot because i feel like juice is learning these responsibilities learning what he's supposed to do and in this different you know offensive scheme i think it fits him perfectly so Kenyon is going to have a better year. And, John, you and I, we've talked about this on numerous occasions. You and Cody have talked about it on the podcast a lot. You know, 
I put it like this. When I was in, you know, seventh grade, I wouldn't have been able to go play against, you know, seniors in high school as far as one-on-one -on -one basketball is concerned or even playing against them. You know, it's like going to the park when you're young and going up against older guys. They're just going to be better than you until you can learn to get better. And last year, Kenyon Green just went up against, uh, like you say, John, a gauntlet of good defensive tackles and he you know trial by fire learn by experience i i feel like before i pass back over to you cody i feel like he went through the best defensive tackles in the nfl for eight weeks and then <laughs> it ended off with deron Payne and jonathan allen i'm just kind of like and i tweeted this the other day we got to give him time because time has been taken away from him and, and you know last offseason this offseason at certain times so and then when he's on the field, I want people to understand, man, defensive tackle is a position. That's why we're seeing a lot of money going to these boys now because they're asking you to do a lot. So if you're a top tier and elite, then, yeah, you're getting paid because you cold. And he went against some of the coldest, if not the coldest in the league last year outside of Aaron Donald. So he had a rough last year, had some good moments last year. I think that he is what I would classify a true run blocker. We've talked about some of the things that he needs to improve on. And um, with the time that I think we need to allow him understand, like I've said before, he is your starting left guard, Texan fans. And so just be ready to see those growing pains because I think ultimately overall, I feel like those growing pains will work out once he's get getting as healthy as possible and in shape in that condition, that condition will bring him the opportunity to get those reps that he needs. Cody, preseason game versus the Pats. <laughs> Sarge, so after 11 training camp days, what are some of the things that you're going to be keeping an eye out on? As everybody know, later on tonight, the Houston Texans will be playing against the New England Patriots, their first preseason game ahead of the 2023 season. I want to I want to specifically look at the wide receiver core. And I want to see who's going to stand out. I know that, you know, players like Nico Collins and Jesse Matthews won't play. I'm sorry. I hate Jesse Matthews. Oh, man. Listen, I, I was just I just took pictures of that young man making some some outstanding catches the other day. The next thing you know, bam, he's gone. I hope I, I didn't jinx him. But, you know, we know that Nico Collins is not going to play a lot. Noah Brown is not going to play a lot. Robert Woods probably won't play. So I'm interested to see how many reps uh john Metchie the third is going to get as far as getting him acclimated to game time speed um i want to see what tank dell is going to do i'm very very interested in seeing um xavier hutchison and i'm also uh interested in seeing friend of the show jared wayne so i i, I that wide receiver core is going to be something that i'm going to be looking at very very closely i also want to see how the linebacker core is going to get. I am very high on Henry Toa Toa, and I have been since I watched him. I'm going to be honest with you. I was not really familiar with him coming into the NFL, but watching him live and up close, I want to see what he's going to do, what Blake Cashman is going oh, to do. Oh, man, who's been balling it. That's all a guy. That's all a guy. Blake Cashman has been balling you know, I want to see what Denzel Perryman. I'm also interested in seeing, give me one second. You know, I was asked about this guy, and I started watching him a little bit more, and I'm saying, okay, maybe he is going to be a little bit better uh, than what I expected. Cor linebacker Corey Littleton. And so mm -hmm. I want to see what 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 he's going to do. And uh, 
at the cornerback position, Shaquille Griffin. I want to see how he's going to get acclimated and playing into this, you know, into this system and see what he's going to be able to do, get given more reps. I'm not worried about what CJ is going to do because he's a rookie. I'm not worried about uh, running back. I'm not worried about, you know, the safety position. Offensive line is going to work itself out, even though I said that the offensive line was one of the strongest groups coming into the into training camp. And now mm-hmm. I said they the only thing that they couldn't do was suffer an injury, losing Questenberry. OK, you can replace him with Juice Scruggs. But that right tackle position, I'm interested in seeing on uh, on on t- tonight how George Fant is going to play. Mm. How Austin Deculus is going That's to play? I want to see. I want to see Deculus play some ball and Tyler Beach because watching them against Will Anderson, really, just George Tyler had maybe one moment, but George, uh, like it depends on what day you're talking about. But the last two days, at least. Well, no, Monday, Monday. Okay, I said that I wasn't gonna. I, I I said that I wasn't gonna say his name, but Tyler Beach got that work from Will Anderson. It's almost like he wasn't even in front of him. It almost like he said, "Ooh," and Tyler Beach is like, "Oh, no." Nah, is man. that who? That is that who Will? Anderson? My grandmama gave me that chain. <laughs> exactly. So, but that those those so those are the things that I will be looking for: uh, wide receiver group, linebacker group, and right tackle position. What Henry told told him, you know, one thing that I loved about just seeing him the the times that I've been out there, he's kind of like, and this is by no means a disrespectful connotation I'm about to attach to him. He's kind of been like a teacher's pet, and he's, he's like he he, may, he goes out there, he's in the play, but then you see him kind of gravitate to Coach Ryan's and the position coach. He's kind of like he's 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 communicating different ways to get. But like I don't want to call him a teacher's pet, but you already called him a teacher's pet. Well, in a, but in, in a, you know back then, even now probably teacher's pet was like a bad thing to say. What you gonna say, student of the game? Student of the game. <laughs> teacher's pet. But but the way that he is actively just like you see him wanting to learn and get better and putting them to the side and he's soaking it all in. But not only that, it's not falling on deaf ears. He's going out there like and he's you know making those plays so the actions are there behind it. So uh, I'm eager to see him and I'm eager to see Blake Cashman against another team because I think that if we look at the linebacker group. Blake Cashman has been the player that I think has stood out the most consistently through camp. So I want to see him ball against another team. Big Sarge, man, thank you for stopping by for this cookout edition of the Locked On Texas podcast. We got Dr. Pepper, we got Coke, and then, you know, somebody brought the shyster. The shasta <laughs> shasta soda. Big K. <laughs> uh, of course, as always, man, we see the, the at for Twitter slash X at the bottom, but let everybody know where they can find you, find your podcast. By the way, the tailgate talk, make sure they, you know, they, they, they find that at the whole nine. Yeah, man. I, and that's what I wanted to say before I even, you know, before I even talk about where you can find my other stuff, man, I am so grateful and honored that I had you two on as the first guest on the Texas tailgate talk, man. I really, really appreciate that. John, 
I'm going to go back because I did not have the graphics when I first uh, <laughs> when I put out the clips of you all. And I got the graphics afterwards. And so, with you know, DJ Cody, Aaron, you know, those people that have been on, they, they got the graphics. So I owe you all the graphics. But I just want to say I appreciate that. You can find the Texans Tailgate Talk on YouTube, on my YouTube channel at Big Sarge Media. Uh, you can also listen to my podcast, Sports Talk with Big Sarge, and you can find all of my articles as I am a credential media member for the for Texans Wire USA Today. I did it right, Cody? Yes, sir. <laughs> Gotta give them a reason, man. Gotta get, watch out, go to Texans Wire and read Big Sarge. Yes, <laughs> and, and one, one last thing I want to say before I get out of here. Um, on tonight... My really, really good friend will be calling the game, and I would love for mm. everybody to watch the game and listen to Indy Clue mm. as he will be calling the preseason game. He's calling all He's the back, but he will be calling his first preseason game, uh, the Texans versus the Patriots. And man, I can't wait to to see him. Man, I, I talked to him on yesterday, and it was just man, it was just amazing. He's excited. <laughs> He's excited and nervous all at the same time. So I'm going to make up some stuff that he did bad so I can say, man, bro, you, you need to have me as your <laughs> coach. Welcome back in Locked On Texan listeners and viewers. Tonight's game. Mm. Do you smell it? Do you feel it? <laughs> Football is back. It just so happens to be. That, uh, it's preseason. You know, majority of your players not even gonna play. Hey man, a win is a win. But you know what? I do want to say that I am super excited to see the Houston Texans in their first preseason action versus the uh, New England Patriots, simply because I think Houston will get an opportunity to see some of the depth. You know, mm-hmm. I love guys that can come in. And make plays in certain situations. And so Big Stars talked about the linebackers, talked about the wide receiving core. I really hate Jesse Matthews, won't be out there to get an opportunity to mm. get his shot. Looking forward to Jerry Wayne. I think the back end of a couple of these groups, I want to see how that's going to play out because I'm why I listen. I, I think it's some talent there, and I want to see them actually execute against another team. Let's talk about the fans. As we dive into the YouTube comments, I gotta start it off with this, Cody. Let me let me uh let me put my ring on real quick. <laughs> my man Winston G2. What's up, baby? How you doing? You know, you you family now, of course. My boy John caught that TD like a young JJ Watt with that snag, man. I see mm. you player. And he said player with the W not W, the YA player. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't, I don't do this. You see it blinking. I don't do this for myself. I do this for y'all. I do this for y'all. Y'all are the everyday returners. Y'all are the players from the Himalayas. But I can tell you what, guys, honestly, the opportunity to cover this team for Locked On Network has led Cody and myself the opportunity to be around this team. And Saturday was a blast just having a chance to get out there and have some good time, man. And uh, yeah, I do this for y'all. I do this for the everyday people. <laughs> The everyday is from the Himalaya. That's no, what I do. But he still don't want to share the glory. It's all right. It's hey, man, cool. listen. Uh, but you know what? <laughs> At Rush2112MN, Pair Lee Life Son. Okay. All right. 
Cody, he did say something, and I think this is important for everybody to understand. Do not trade Mills. I don't care what some people say. Keep mm. him for insurance purposes this year. How important is it on your perspective, just looking at Davis Mills, his roller coaster of a career so far, his roller coaster of a training camp so far? Because, guys, I do not want to downplay. Davis Mills has had some good moments, mm. right? How important is it to keep him as an insurance for Houston? If I can say on the scale to one to ten, I would give it an eight, because mm. the one thing that I that I, I love about keeping Davis Mills around, first and foremost, that is just another veteran, somebody who has gone through the gauntlet of trying to learn and get accustomed to this, to the to get accustomed to football on the NFL level. That is just somebody else that CJ Stroud could utilize in order to help and benefit himself in order to get better. And I think this is something that is most important. I don't care if you are a fan, you are a reporter, you are a national media member that doesn't make sense. You make idiotic comments and takes, or are you just a fan of football in general? Everybody is expecting the Houston Texans to compete in 2023. We know they're not going to make a Super Bowl run. We know probably nine times out of 10, they probably won't even qualify for the playoffs, but we are expecting better product from this organization. And we are expecting this organization to go out for the next 17, 18 weeks to literally go out there and give it their all and try to win these football games. That is very important because if anything happens to CJ, um, rather his durability, his health, or the fact that if they put him out there for those first couple of weeks and it's too early and they need somebody to relieve him so he can learn the game from afar, you actually have a reliable quarterback in Davis Mills who can actually go out there and kind of keep your head above waters, keep your head up, keep keep your head afloat while CJ Stroud go through whatever it is he might be having going on. So, you know, I know prior to training camp, I was on board with the whole, you know, possibility of trading Davis Mills, but only because I kind of figured that there might have been teams, possibly two teams that could have been on the market for a quarterback at the time. That's Las Vegas and Tampa Bay. Seems like Jimmy G finally got his durability good. Um, I think Jimmy G got beat up at practice one of them days. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, you know, and then they still got that situation going on with Tampa Bay. That's the only reason why I had brought up the idea of trading Davis Mills. However, knowing what I know of how, uh, of the struggles that a rookie quarterback can go through, because remember, been around Davis Mills his entire career. Just him alone, his presence, whether good or bad, is going to be very beneficial for C.J. Stroud. And like I mentioned, we are all expecting C.J. Stroud to take the mantle as this team's next franchise quarterback. But at the end of the day, we're going to have to give this young man some time. You know, my last one is Peter Granillo. If I messed that name up, I'm sorry. Man, if Collins, Nico, don't step it up and quit half-assing it, Hutch, Xavier Hutchinson, is going to take his spot. Charge it to the game, literally. I want to address that. I want y'all to understand that as much as we have praised Xavier Hutchison, rightfully so, he has been the best rookie receiver, I believe, uh, so far during camp because of his consistency. Nico Collins is still this team's top two option at wide receiver right now. Right? And he's making some plays. I think for Nico, we are seeing more opportunities for Hutchison and Mechie and Tankdale because of the amount of reps that they're getting and targets. Mm. So, you know, when Nico's getting the game, I, I, I lost count, guys, but how many touchdowns has he scored so far during camp? Like four? 
Yeah, it's about three or four. Three or four? And that's on limited opportunities. So you just want to hope that X and Nico can be a part of this future together. Because mm-hmm. no doubt about it, X has been balling. Cody, do you have any quick takes for that? No, um, Nico hasn't been, you know, half-stepping anything. And by the way, I mean, three to four touchdowns and half of them came against Derek Stingley Jr., who has already taken the mantle as arguably the number one cornerback on this team. So that should be even more encouraging. But, no, I don't have anything else to add, man. But what I would say, I think this wide receiving core is going to surprise a lot of people. John, you say you think X has been the best rookie wide wide out. I I, I think I would have to give it to John Mitchie, man. I'm, I'm I mean, only because this young man has looked ready. You know me. I was, you know, oh, give him time. You know, let him, you know, start him off with limited snaps and all that. No, he is ready to get to work right now. And I, like I said, man, I think this wide out core is going to surprise people. The only negative about it, whether it's Nico, Mechie, Hutchison, or whoever, they need to make sure that somebody at least take that mantle for that for that particular match to step up as the primary target. Last one, really quick. David P. 2017. This is for both of us, and then we'll close out the show. And I want to say to David, thank you. I've been here. If y'all ever leave us, Texan Sports Media wouldn't be the same without y'all. I enjoy y'all's content so much. Love and support for me all day. David, man, listen. Uh, Cody and I work very hard, and we enjoy <laughs> what we do. So to get those type of comments and to receive that type of love uh, from afar, on the internet, social media, wherever. It's just love in general. So we really, I know I do. I can speak the same thing for Cody. We appreciate you guys checking us out Monday through Friday, covering your team every day. Now I can put my Patriot hat on. I know it's an L <laughs> coming, right? Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texas podcast. Do a couple of things. Make sure you subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texas podcast on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast along with following the Locked on Texan podcast on Twitter slash X. Give me a follow on Twitter as well at John underscore Hickman 12. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.